Hey y'all, what's happening? It's the Melody and Ooze here. Join me each week where I tackle different issues related to black culture and life. You'll laugh, you'll cry, but most importantly, you'll be inspired. Peace. everyone welcome to episode six of the melanated Muse cast in today's episode i sit down with one of my first guests on our podcast my cousin Aaliyah, who recently received her master's in dermatology is that right dermatology or public health public health okay public health public um health. all right thank you so much for the clarification and in, today, and in today's episode, we're going to be discussing, you know, how the current health crisis has impacted, you know, minority communities, particularly people of color. And we may, you know, just do some highlighting on, you know, the historic racial disparities within the healthcare system and other things related to that. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. So, Aaliyah, welcome back <laughs> to... Um, our podcast. Um, I know when we last recorded, yes, we had. You. You're thank welcome. You for having me. You're welcome. Um, I know last time when we tried to record, we had a little, you know, some something up with the audio. I think once we added the playback, it didn't sound that clear because it was mostly me talking, and I realized it was probably something with the audio or my headphones or whatever. But um, I'm glad to see that you're back on the show. Um, thank you again for joining us and being so gracious to come back on and try this again. <laughs> yeah, it happens. So. Right, right. You know. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> so um, how are you? Um, tell us a bit about yourself um, again. <laughs> Well, I am a recent, like you said, master as a public health graduate. I uh, went to school for biology, pre-med, undergrad. Um, I've always known I wanted to do medicine. Um, I've always been able to narrow it down to dermatology and um, currently I am a contact tracer in Houston so for COVID and basically the contact tracer they reach out to who to, to transmission the community so so that's a little brief, brief little summary about my career thus far. Um, I have a lot of medical scribe experience. A medical scribe is basically the person that um, documents, charts a patient encounter with the doctor. I work with various um, specialties such as podiatry. ER, hmm. family mad. Um, yeah. So this is my first time not doing that. Um, 
I'm hoping to maybe start doing research. That's good. That's a very interesting resume. Yeah, that's, yeah well, I, I could do some expansion. Right, right. That's cool. Um, so can you tell us what made you interested in going into public health, that field? Like what inspired you to get into that particular path, I guess? Well, when it comes to medicine, I like health, wellness. Mm -hmm. I like um, preventative medicine, nutrition, stuff like that. So public health is basically about spreading more so preventative me uh, preventive education and measures or treatments to large groups of people. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a way where you're able to reach a, a larger population. Um, so as we see now with coronavirus, it's the public health um, professionals that you know are doing the contact tracing but also the epidemiology and the CDC the CDC is public health mm -hmm. you know um, and researchers of course but they're researching for public health so the Center for Diseases and Control just what it stands for so, um, you know, we're seeing it come more to a forefront and become more popular. So I'm glad I, I received my master's when I did. I actually feel like I got it at the perfect timing. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just excited about what doors it open. Mm -hmm. That's good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so, yeah. yeah, so with regards to, um, your COVID tracing job, um, what, how, how is that, you know, um, what kind, what, what experiences have you had, you know, while being a COVID, you know, tracer? You said, do you say what, free time? No, what experiences, I'm sorry. Oh, no, the, the, the mic broke, or the phone broke up. Oh. Um, what experiences do I have doing content training? Yeah. The actual job? Yes. Uh, well, some people think it's a scam, so they're suspicious. Um, there is a scam going on <laughs> with people trying to get social security numbers. Oh, yeah. Robocops. Imposing as the public health office, it's you know all kinds of scams nowadays. So um, some people are. The thing is, with contact tracing, the biggest thing is who you may have exposed, mm -hmm. and who who else you came in contact with, who who may have given it to you. So when it comes to, people might answer, okay, what were your symptoms? 
um, that, you know, they'll answer that. But when it comes to, okay, can you give me the names of <laughs> the people that you live with? The, you know, that's when you'll get some resistance and right. um, we, we can't force them. But the thing is that, you know, that's really the, one of the most important parts getting because, oh, yeah, my mom gave it to me. Okay, mm-hmm. can I give your mom's number so we can reach out? No. Nope. <laughs> you know, it just makes it a little easier if people would just, you know, share mm-hmm. and understand nobody's getting in trouble or, you know, or for incidents. I'll, uh, let's say you're in your infectious period mm-hmm. and um, you say, this this happened. 18-year-old girl, she said, oh, yeah, I just went to the, get a nose piercing yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, uh, what's the name of that tattoo you went to? She gave it to me. Mm-hmm. That was important because that's a place she exposed, you know, or if, or another guy, he was a construction worker, and he got it. Um, and he said there was like basically like over ten other employees that got it. So I asked him, where does he work? And he gave me the name mm-hmm. and the address. So then there's an inve- there's a workplace investigation team. So it's important that people give us this information, but again. Some people, okay, ma'am, um, where do you work? What's mm-hmm. your occupation? Um, okay, which which taco? Oh, you're going to call my supervisor and get me in trouble? <laughs> you know, so if people, I guess, understood better, I don't know. Yeah, you know. it's frustrating. But that's, that's the main thing, you know, just being... Just being able to, sh- just sharing information and no, you're not going to get in trouble if, you know, but, yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of typical. Um, yeah, it sounds like one heck of a time. Um, I can't even imagine. Now, of course, they predict it's going to go up, but I would say like five, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's so different from, you know, me as a medical scribe, because I would have to do like maybe 12 patients or something like that. Right. But here, um, the, the numbers, there's so many of us. So when they try to distribute them, um, you know, we're only ending up with, let's say, four a day assigned. And then there's like a call center where you it's first come first serve um right it's like on a microsoft teams and it's like everyone can see that once and in 30 seconds someone will claim the call but um yeah it's um it's not many for me at least um so yeah they're they've seen a, a drop in cases Right. So they said no more overtime. And I 
<laughs> so I'm here, like, okay, trying to, you know, mm-hmm. trying to see how I'm going to make up for that lost money because I was like, oh. But, you know, as I said, it'll, when school back, opening back up, like they said, um, it, we, they predict that it's going to go back up and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Labor Day. Oh yeah, of course. I've I've heard a report on that. Yeah. Um Wow. And I guess once the cases go back up, that's when you'll probably get more overtime. Right, because then there'll be more to do. Right, it'll keep you guys on your toes, basically. Mm. Wow. Right. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Um, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess with regards to um, minority communities, have you um, encountered any cases among, you know, minorities recently? Yes, I, uh, I get multiracial, I'll get, I would say it's a fair amount of, I don't, I can't say which one I get most. Mm-hmm. I get white, Hispanic, blacks, um, I would say in Houston, maybe Hispanic more. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the racial disparities, um, you'll see that for one, it seemed like when the it seemed like when the household mm-hmm. for certain communities maybe like they're not isolating correctly and they all get it and. Um, but with the Hispanic community, they could be hesitant to share information because then they think if they're not, um, legally, legal immigrants, Mm -hmm. they think sharing this information would make them deported or lose their status. And it's another thing about if people knew what the role of contact tracing was while we're asking questions, they wouldn't mm-hmm. have to fear any of those things. And I had one case where he said his mom, his mom wasn't able to get her results. I said, did she test? She tested, but she couldn't right. get her results because she wasn't, uh, didn't have a social security number. Oh. She wasn't a legal citizen. So, you know, it's like we're, where that got in the way of her mm-hmm. um, what else did I hear another, um, another was another this one's more financial but it was a Hispanic lady I felt so bad for her mm. she said uh, they were about to get evicted basically oh my she was a maid and then the man in the house was a 
was in construction. Right. And uh, they both, you know, weren't getting jobs, and I felt so bad for her. And um, But um, most people I hear is recovering well, and I don't really get too many, like, um, shriek. People usually know the results when I call already, so. Right. And then they've kind of already been through it sometimes. With the tracing, we might get them too late. Okay. By the time I, I'm talking to them, they've passed their infectious period. So that's kind of what makes it ineffective sometimes. Okay. All right. So I guess what you're saying is you get just a fair amount of people from any ethnic background, not just, you know, blacks. Right. 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 So I guess, you know, with regards to minorities, we can kind of like segue into the history behind, um, you know, how the healthcare system has treated minority communities, particularly, you know, black people. Um, I want to know what your intake is on that, because I know it's it's a very not broad topic, but I guess it's it's just not talked about enough, I should say. Yeah, I've been, um, you know, just recently seeing it as a reoccurring topic. Um, definitely, I've been seeing many studies about how black pain isn't taken as seriously as white pain, meaning that uh, you might say, oh, I'm feeling pain, and the doctor will say, no, <laughs> You're doing fine, that kind of thing, and not give you administer payment or or not even just pain, but um, your general concerns. Um, they might not, and you know what I've observed mm -hmm. in, in my personal experience. Some doctors don't know how to speak in layman's terms. I've, I've observed some that can't. Some doctors don't know how to dumb it down. I've, I've, there's many, especially like 50 plus year old people that didn't know what STDs was. Mm-hmm. Because I used to ask, um, you know, to get STD labs. Did you want the STD lab drawn today? And they would say, what's that? <laughs> many. Um, there's all kinds of things. Um. You know, so I feel like if a person of, maybe a black person or someone coming, that doesn't have the education and the doctor's talking in medical terms and they're talking fast. I, I've, I've seen it. They're talking fast. They kind of like... And you can tell the person is confused. Right. So, um, there's so much that can change. It goes back to finding training doctors of different cultures, not just the medical medical schools. <laughs> they look the same. 
you mm-hmm. know. Um, if we could just get all kinds of cultures and people of different backgrounds in medicine, that would be helpful. Right. So that's a good point you made. Um, it makes me think of a question. Um, so what do you think, why, why do you think um, there's a lack of diversity within the med school um, class or, you know, med students? Well, I just think it's the, the application requirements the st- high standards that become higher seems like every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just the cost, the cost to take the MCAT, the cost of if you want to do a prep program, um, uh, maybe like if you wanted to do an internship, usually those could find, they could find paid internship, but um, schooling, of course, college, it's just not, financially, it's a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of discouraging, uh, maybe counselors at these schools. Um, you know, if you don't, you're not doing the grades, if you don't have the grades, um, all those factors. Yeah, um, med school's tough. Um, that's a good point. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I guess, what are some ways that um, they could modify the requirements for the MCAT? Um, or is there even a way they could to make the word like kind of the SAT they say it's mm-hmm. has an advantage to you know the affluent demographics and stuff like that um, so but uh, I don't know maybe maybe even as children expose more black children to it maybe the desire isn't there as much um Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with regards to the youth, why do you think there's a lack of interest in, you know, medicine and science? What do you think the contributing factors are? Mm-hmm. Mm. Not being exposed to it as much as maybe they're exposed to creative you know, you don't see science stuff mm-hmm. broadcasted as much. 
So maybe it doesn't seem realistic. Mm-hmm. Something else might seem more realistic. That's true. And I think another thing would be is um, the passion because you got to have a passion to be in science because it's a hard thing and you got to be able to have the fortitude yeah, to definitely. you got to have the fortitude to kind of conquer it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with arts and like music because like I like that too. I enjoy that, you know, even though I'm like a science major. Um, but maybe there's not a lot of outreach maybe when it comes to science or if it does, it's just you know, frowned upon? I don't know. I don't know. It seems... Hmm. I'm not sure. Maybe soon. We'll see a a growing number. Hmm. Yeah, because there's like a need for doctors and more healthcare professionals because, you know... I don't know what the statistics are when it comes to longevity and life expectancy and things of that sort, but we really need more um, healthcare people because the world, obviously, the population, the world population gets bigger every day. Um, There's going to be new challenges and new needs that need to be met, and it's crazy. Yeah, it sure is. (laughs) Definitely. Right. Right. So, I guess... Hmm. So, I guess, um... What... When it comes to, um... Your public health... Um, degree. What What do you want to do with it eventually? What What do you aspire to do with that? Hmm. Well, I'm looking at a research. Um, maybe begin skin cancer research. Um, I guess with public health, it's thankfully with the coronavirus, there's many opportunities opening up. And um, I, I just want to explore the different options if that's uh, actually testing out the virus in the lab. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting the virus running through, the, I guess, PCR or centrifuge and <laughs> go through microbiology again. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, reading and seeing if it's positive. You know, that would be, you know, new experience I could do or researching. Um, I would love to do maybe even the, I, I saw one about uh, vaccine research. Mm-hmm. Um, the coronavirus vaccine and mon- monitoring people that undergo that one. So maybe something like that. Um, but, you know, I don't, I plan to do uh, other things, especially in the field of skincare so we'll see right right that's 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 good that seems you know inspiring um so with regards to the vaccine what what are your like thoughts on that are are you going to take it are you not going to take it are you in between about it 
Um, I'm probably not going to take it. I'm definitely not going to be among the first people that do. Um, yeah, it's a no for me for now. Yeah. And what's really suspicious about this proposed vaccine is that um, they're, you know, rushing to have it by the end of the year. But at this point, we have almost 200,000 Americans dead, or maybe it's more than that. Um, and my thing is, I'm not really sure what's in it. I'm not really sure how people are going to react to it. And it just doesn't seem safe to me. I mean, usually vaccines take about, like, one to two years or just several years in general to be, you know, made. So maybe if they did a trial each year, then probably I would take it. But having like a rushed vaccine just doesn't seem right because what if it doesn't work? What if people get reinfected with something else other than COVID? Because sometimes vaccines cause, I guess, other infections that, you know, we may not even know about. Right, so it's definitely not smart to me among the first group of people that get it. If you are planning on getting it or want to get it, I would say wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just wait a little bit. Yeah. Just wait. Yep, that's right. No need in rushing to get it. Yeah, um, so I guess you can, like, you know, go into another topic, um, like this current, you know, political social unrest that's been happening that I've seen on my TV (laughs) countless times during the summer. Um, what, how do you feel about that in light of this pandemic? Um, well, when they were marching right after the, the, the virus outbreak, mm-hmm. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, but, um, it just seems like so much, um, so at the same time, and, um, it's difficult to, to handle both. Um, both are stressful. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just not, I don't think, healthy to really harbor with those. Both of, you know, just mm-hmm. living with both of them right now, currently, it seems like that's the hot topic. and consuming just that right doesn't seem healthy so yeah yeah um you had another point to make no no oh okay right yeah it was just kind of a weird pause but um yeah i yeah I don't know what to make of this. I mean, I like there's countless stories like, you know, the one in Rochester, then Kenosha and then Portland and 
um, recently close to home, um, um, D.C. as well. That's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's crazy with, you know, wow. or people just being killed unjustly for no reason. It just, this virus has really exposed a lot about, you know, a lot of things, really. It's it's ridiculous. Well, I, I mean, the truth has to be broadcasted and we have to see it eventually. I guess it just came all at once. Right. It just came like bam and we didn't have time to react or time to even process it. So it's like, okay, like what what do we do? <laughs> We're stuck. Adapt adapt adapt. That's all we can do. That's all we can do, you're right. Man. <laughs> thoughts about you know the current election coming up um are you into politics like that or you're not you'd rather just not deal with it <laughs> not really no <laughs> um oh it just i i talk to many different people and i hear different opinions and you know some people don't believe in the system at all so they're telling me don't why even vote um or you know i've been hearing some black men mm -hmm. telling me that they kind of like trump's policies and so i've been hearing just different things all of a sudden right um Me neither. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out eventually. I know I I I'm gonna be casting my ballot maybe remotely or by mail. And I know recently I don't know if you heard, but you know the yeah. postmaster general he's trying to you know withhold or stop mailing operations, and I'm just like we kind of need our mail. Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's priority. Um. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I heard. Uh, Someone say, uh, if we do mail-in, he'll, he'll lose. So that's why he's trying to stop it. But um, it's funny because I actually didn't mail-in my first time I voted. I, I was, you know, I'm a Texas resident. And right. I was located in Florida, so I did a mail-in. So it's funny that uh, I knew it wasn't common. So it's funny that he's thinking, or I guess when people were planning on doing that, or no, no, no. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I feel like all I've been consuming lately is news, like just news, 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 and less time on social media. 
It's, it's. I don't know which one's unhealthier. I mean, they're both time consuming. <laughs> I mean, I guess news is the lesser of two evils because it kind of yeah, keeps you up to date. No, the news will bring you down. Mm -hmm. Depending on what's happening in the world, it can really just go. Here we go again. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, it seems like there's not really much to talk about these days, except when what's been going on with the health crisis and the protests. It seems like those right. are just the two main things. It's like there's nothing really else we could talk about. I mean. It's really all about survival this year. I mean, because one thing I've noticed, I've been thinking about, is that how a lot of us, we made so many plans for this year. And then once the virus came, it just wiped everything out, like, completely. Sure did. Yeah, and I know... Well, it comes like a thief in the night. <laughs> That's scripture right there, yeah. Uh, we didn't see it coming and then I know there's like more stories about you know a potential ac economic collapse and the food shortage and that's in you know upcoming months I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist so you know I've been kind of like watching certain videos and Especially from like Christian YouTubers, you know, that, you know, try to keep us aware of, you know, certain events happening. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> but the thing is, though, like this That's year the thing, you know, can really, you know, just really, uh, you know, if you're a certain type of personality, can really make you depressed. Yeah. Um, if you just consume it. That's right. Yeah. But I notice, I notice, like, even in the midst of this pandemic, there's a lot of a lot of creativity has been fostered, like over this time. Like, so many people have come up with creative ways to interact with each other, or they may have picked up new hobbies um, recently. You know, things of that sort. So it's been really cool to see yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Right, and not you know so much internet-based things, but just simplifying life, bringing it back to basics. It's, yeah, nice to see. Right. Uh, have you had any, have you developed any hobbies while, you know, during this COVID season? Or has it just been work? <laughs> oh, well, I just always, try, I always just try to read. Um... I uh, bought a little creative writing book. It's like to just work on your mm -hmm. penmanship and writing. Uh, okay. uh, you know, I my whole thing was trying to become more like a child, more childlike. So going back to what I like to do, mm -hmm. which was karaoke. And so I bought me a little karaoke mic. Oh. Uh, comes with a little app and, and yeah I think that was it simple right yeah it's simple Simon um I know like since I've been in COVID um 
I've I've painted a little. Um, I'm trying to get back into yoga. I I did the some thirty minute stretching exercise today, and then I'm trying to get back into music and things of that sort. And yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. So it's it's really good that you know we we try to keep ourselves occupied with other productive activities and things of that sort. Cause I know like several months ago when we just got into this pandemic, a lot of, you know, the places that we would have went to were shut down recently. And I guess in a way that was kind of, I guess a, a, a wake up call that, you know, some of these things that, you know, that we rely on so much like the grocery store and the beauty place and things of like that, they were kind of like distractions. So I guess in a good way, COVID kind of allowed us to, you know, press pause and, you know, kind of help us, you know, be introspective about, you know, things that we do during our day and, you know, not taking stuff for granted. So I, I, I think that was a silver lining and all that. Yeah, it's definitely uh, made us take a pause and get back to what's Im- most important. Right. People reaching out to family and reconnecting and putting, you know, the work, realizing that the work shouldn't come first or the job. And everybody got some kind of adjustment. I, I felt like everybody definitely something um, happened with them, like maturing Mm -hmm. wise. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is people reconnecting with each other, especially through technology. Cause I think I was looking at one psychology article. Um, they have discussed, you know, that prior to COVID, a lot of the loneliness rate was high. And then I think with COVID, it kind of went a little higher because we were, you know, legally mandated to be isolated. And so I think when it regards to the social aspect, it, it, it really made us rethink our relationships with each other and helped us all grow closer together in that aspect, if anything. That's what I think it was intended to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it was divinely orchestrated? I mean, I know he doesn't <laughs> cause it to happen, well, but... Well, that's the silver lining. That's the silver lining part, um, at least, because it forced us to actually pause. Some people never got that rest before. See, some people needed the money of course mm-hmm. but the body the spirit needed rest right so yeah they they i'm not saying that they don't might not have financial difficulty now mm-hmm. but they finally got rest and, and that's so important and so with that rest now that's where the creativity came and maybe some 
I'm sure many new businesses were thought of, Mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Right, right. Right. So with regards to faith, how, how, how important is faith to you during this time? How have you held on to your faith? Oh, it's very important. Um, um, you know, it can be very depressing, very dark if you watch the news. And, mm-hmm. Um just hear about coronavirus deaths and then uh, police brutality on the next channel. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you just, it, faith, um, it's important to, you know, keep that relationship. And for me, I, it's more like a, a talk throughout the day. And, mm-hmm. Keeping that um, open communication mm-hmm. and uh, expressing myself. Simple. No, not too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I, I definitely agree on that one. Um, I guess a lot of people a lot of people have turned to spirituality during this time because like with everything that's been happening no one else to really turn to but god so you know i'm glad you said that because we need him now more than ever. Like, he's the only answer to all this chaos. Right. Yeah, um... Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Do you think, well, how do I, how could I phrase this question? Oh, man. So I, I'm at a loss of words. Because <laughs> I feel like we basically. The, you say you didn't um, have any the written ones from. Oh, yeah, I did. I had, like, a whole thing set up. But I didn't want to make it, like, robotic and mechanical. I wanted to kind of make it more conversational so I don't, so you don't feel like you have to be put on the spot. Yeah. So whatever question really comes to me, I try to, you know, I guess base a certain question with a follow-up question just to keep the conversation moving. Um, Keep in mind, this is the first you're you're one of my first guests, so it's mm. it's kind of hard to come it's with questions okay. in the spot. Yeah, we, I mean, it, just treat it like you know, just a regular conversation. Cause that's ultimately what it is. Um, 
But I guess um we could like um go back to one of the earlier topics um food shortages um so I guess with regards to that what what can we do to kind of like reduce those shortages because it's it's still apparent I know there's like a lot of donation drives and different charity organizations and different you know outreach programs doing that um what do you think attributed to the you know food shortages? Hmm. Huh. People going to the grocery store and what do they call it? Hoarding or food mongering? I forgot what they call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know they said grocery stores will stay open. Don't stock up or something like that so um the, you know the, that leads to shortages um well I guess the ec- economic um downturn mm-hmm. so I thought it was an economics question. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm an economics class. Like, what, what causes a food shortage? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's not like a teacher. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to put it on the spot like that. I mean, because the, the crazy thing is, though, like, pre-COVID, we had, like, we were stocked up on... Hell, a lot of food, but then like once COVID came, it like it's like all the food disappeared. I'm like, how did this happen? We were literally stocked up on food last year. What 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 caused the change? <laughs> Cause like whenever we need like certain, whenever I'm going grocery shopping, and like we need a certain like ingredients, it's like the shelf is wiped out, and I'm like, how? Did that happen? Did they not restock up? Like, mm-hmm. what's that about? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary because, you know, I was already mad that life is all and the disinfectant stuff isn't there. Right. Still. And uh, to have paper towel and toilet paper and that kind of stuff, not that we do water not there then see then it gets scary mm-hmm. so it makes me start wanting to maybe <laughs> start buying stuff now mm-hmm. you know like box milk um stuff like that box canned yeah non-perishable uh canned goods or whatever right you know, by you know, even like today I found some soup on sale. Mm. If I had, you know, I would have stocked up or stuff with their rice or stuff like rice. Pasta. Yeah, beans. Um, for me, for me. Mm-hmm. Right, for me, exactly. For my diet, I would do that. <sighs> yeah. Um... 
It really is, though. It it really is. Um, and I, I had another thought that kind of crossed my mind when you um, making your um, point. Oh man, it will come back to me. Um, but I guess with regards to like diet, do you think like people's diets have changed during COVID? Like, have they? <laughs> Well, I mean, it seemed like everybody gained weight, so. Mm-hmm. Like, overeating. Or stress eating. Um, and it's something that everybody, stress eating, right? Yeah. Yeah, but as opposed to that, I noticed, like, I guess during the early stages of COVID, um, a lot of people got outside more and started um exercising and walking and biking and things of that sort like because prior to that we didn't do that that much Mm -hmm. right because people were so gym 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 but again get creative with your workouts Mm -hmm. outdoor activities and Exactly. Mm-hmm. Have you been doing that? Any outdoor activities or workout in your free time? Nope. <laughs> I do at home. I do at home workouts. That's about it. Yeah. Wow. That's a good thing, though. People are starting to go outside more instead of being stuck in the house because I know, like, you'll go stir crazy after a while. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, life is crazy, though. Um, It's like we're in the twilight zone. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, anything else that's been on your mind? Anything else you want to share? No, I think this was good. Yeah, I I believe so, too. This was a good conversation. Um, not as scripted as the last one we attempted to have, but, um, I I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed, you know, your insight was a bit more straightforward and straight to the point. Um. Right. Right, right. Um. So it was great having you as a guest on our show today. Um, is there anywhere that um, our listeners could reach you or? Hmm. Lily Simone on Instagram. Okay. And is that just Instagram or? It- when I. Yeah, when I open my Instagram again, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have uh, much social media. Okay. All right. Um. What about like email or um? Would that suffice? My email is Lily Simone at Gmail. Cool. 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 
Well, no Facebook, no. Okay. All right. That's great. Um, no MySpace. Oh, I don't think MySpace exists anymore. No, no TikTok. <laughs> yeah, TikTok is a black hole. I mean, once you get on it, you get sucked into it. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, we're about to wrap up here. Um, thank you all for hanging out with the Melanated Muse today. Make sure to follow me on my personal social media at write me back no spaces underscore on Instagram and at Leah underscore Marie without the A on Twitter. Also, make sure to follow the Melanated Muse Podcast social media pages at Melanated Muse Podcast on Instagram and Muse Melanated on Twitter. Um, make sure you listen to this podcast um, on Spotify or other available streaming platforms. And uh, make sure you share, you know, the episodes with your friends. And as always, feel free to send me a voicemail. Um, if you have any comments or questions about our podcast or if you want to become a guest um, or if you have any other questions, you could email us at our Gmail, melanatedmuse20 at gmail.com. Um, and once again, I want to thank our first guest, Aaliyah, for coming back and, you know, working out the technical difficulties for our episode um, so, Leah, I really appreciate you coming again. Yes, I had to. Um, no, it's, you're doing something positive, so I have to support. Um, technical difficulties happen all the time, and especially when you're just starting up. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, let's let's do it and. Because, you know, we we had a good conversation the first time and had to be shared. So Yeah, it was really something with the audio. I don't know what it was. It, it might have been my headphones, but yeah, we had a very good conversation the first time. And, you know, the second one was even more genuine as well. So, like I said, thank you again for coming on. I, I hope to have you again next time. Hopefully we'll have more, you know, topics to talk about. Um, but thank you again for coming. Thank you. Yes. Um, so we're about to sign off. But, you know, like I said, as always, you're welcome to come again. And hope to talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Take care, Leah. Bye. Bye.